lose everyone. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. I see dead people. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? And knowing is half the battle. What the deuce? Must have the precious. And I'll form the head. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Take it away. What you talking about, Willis? Wow, infotainment. Hey, Jeremy. Yeah. The hell's going on with DC? Who knows? All I hear is that they're doing something with Diamond, or they they stopped doing something with Diamond. My comic shop is is enraged with DC right now, um, and I need somebody to explain this to me. Uh, welcome to this transmissions extra, where we're going to be talking about some of DC's recent troubles. I'm Jeremy, and this is Daryl. Hello. So, what DC has done? They have completely broken off from Diamond Distribution. Uh, at the beginning of the, the um, pandemic, when comic book stores were starting to figure things out in terms of like curbside and everything, Diamond just completely shut down. And so no one got books. So all the stores basically had to shut down too because they were not getting product. And they also, Diamond went to the comic book companies and said, hey, we don't really have the cash flow to pay you guys, so we're going to do this other schedule, like payment schedule. And I think DC hadn't been happy with Diamond for a while because that seemed to be the last straw. And a few weeks later, we find out that they have these two new distribution companies that they're going to be using, um, UCS and Lunar. And I think UCS is run by um, DCBS, the Discount Comic Book Service, and Lunar. Lunar's run by Midtown, right? Yeah, Lunar, I think, is run by Midtown Comics. Yeah. So a lot of comic book stores are not happy because, essentially, they're having to get the books from their competitors. I can understand that. Um, I can also remind people that Diamond hasn't really been a good player. <laughs> you know, their their hands are not clean. Uh, they essentially had a monopoly on the comic book distribution for about 25 years. And how many times do we complain on the podcast about IDW's, you know, books being late and not because IDW is late, but because Diamond. So, I don't have a lot of sympathy for Diamond, although DC could have probably handled this better. But now that they've completely cut off all ties, comic book companies, if they get DC books, they have to go through these new companies. And I've seen on a bunch of um, podcasts and YouTube shows where comic book retailers are saying to their customers, if you want DC books you're going to have to add them to your pull list because we're not going to be stocking them otherwise. So I don't know if that's what your shop is doing, but a lot well, of that's, that's, uh, that's pretty severe. I think that's probably one of the more severe, um, uh, ways to go about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I'm fairly lucky when it comes to comic book stores. Uh, I have a very large comic book store, so they order 
a lot of stuff. Yeah. I know that when I talked to my uh, store about it, uh, they were really upset that it was going to happen. And that I think the majority of it was the fact that not that they couldn't pay for the books. Like I said, the store that I go to is, is, is quite large and they've diversified their, yeah. their stock yeah, enough to be able to. With all the toys yeah, and stuff. exactly. So, but the problem was, is that um, they order so far in advance. They order about six months in advance. So when you're buying the book off the shelf, you just walk in and, and get it, or you've put it on your pull list. Say you walk in and, I don't know what's coming out, right? Say you're interested in the next issue of Batman, right? There's some big character coming out. Oh, Punchline. That was a big thing that happened in DC recently. Say you were interested in the, the next book came out because it got Punchline in it. Well, you can go in, in there and you can put your name on the, on your card and say, hey, I want this book. And they say, okay, cool. That order that you just placed four or five days before the book comes out, that is not going into the order system and getting sent off to diamond and a book is showing up yeah. an extra book for you. They've ordered six months in advance for the people that want these books. Right. So they're covering all the people that currently have orders six months ago and ordering a few extras. So if it turns out that some news drops that issue 93 or 92, I think it was, that was the yeah. most recent one is going to have some huge character reveal or something big is going to happen in it. Uh, They've already got everyone and their brother is going to come and want it, right? Yeah, and, and they aren't having to fight with the other comic book companies trying to get more stock because they exactly have a little bit more. So the big issue that my store had was that they ordered six months in advance, and Diamond requires payment for their order. So my shop had paid six months in advance for DC books. Well, now DC shows up and says, "Hey, we're going to open up our own little store or our distribution company." Uh, we need orders, uh, six months worth of orders for you from you. Well, a, my store doesn't remember what the hell they ordered six months ago. Um, and that's not just like one order per month. That's every single week they're throwing an order in there. Right. So that's a problem. They got to go backtrack and try and figure out what the hell they ordered. Uh, second, they got to pay for these things now. And Diamond's not in any rush to give them back their money. Right, yeah. So now they've got six months worth of orders that they got to do. They got to pay. They've paid for them both. And one, yes, one will come back. But now they're 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 spread really thin. Um, and and that's a big problem. Now they've got two things. DC is now, I mean, you'll probably mention it, but they're, they're wanting to change their release date to Tuesday. Yeah. That throws another monkey wrench into it. And everything that was going to happen with free comic book day um, for DC was obviously COVID threw a big wrench into that, but the books were still printed. They were still made. The comic book stores had to pay for them. They don't pay a lot. It's about a quarter a piece or something like that, but it's still a lot of money. They give away thousands of books. So uh, my store Marvel came to them and said, Hey, look, COVID is a bitch. We're not going to have to deal with this. Uh, we're not going to make you guys deal with this. The amounts that you guys were going to pay for the the, uh, the the free comic book day books, we're going to cover. So Marvel covered all that, and they basically gave all the Marvel books to them for free. And a lot of the other companies stepped up to do the same thing. Uh, DC didn't. And DC is requesting payment on these books. 
and it further stresses out the store. Right. Um, and that's for my store. Again, they're, they're able to cover it, but it's a pain in the butt. And I can only imagine for a smaller store, how much of a, of a, of an issue this is. Yeah. I mean, my, my store is also a larger store. I mean, they, I mean, their storefront is small, but they have a large online presence. Right. Um, so they, you know, they order a ton as well. And I, I think that they're in the better, they're better positioned than the smaller stores, but cash flow, like you described is going to be a huge pain. And you would think that DC would try to work with the stores where they, they knew that there were existing orders with diamond and work out some kind of way to resolve that, you know, maybe float the money, you know, over time, maybe like, you know, not make them pay the full amount immediately. Mm -hmm. But does your store do pull lists where you have to pay up front or you pay when you pick up the books? You pay when you pick them up. Mine does too. I think that's what most stores do. I, of course, yeah. I really wish I I'm thinking this might be something that might um, start more stores doing this, but I wish that it was more of a pay up front for the pull lists because that was tough, man, but that would help with the cash flow. And I'm sure it would. And stores wouldn't be left holding books for people that never come pick them up because I've heard that's a big issue. Um, It's true. But I mean, you've got to be like, you'll have people that, you know, won't be able to come in for months. Right. And then they'll, they'll come in and they'll, they'll grab, you know, two months worth of books. Right. If they've already paid for them. Right. But how are you going to pay? Like, you know, do you know what, how many books are coming out or do you do this? Is is everything going to be online now? Right. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be, I mean, it's like when you come in or you can call, um, you know, just say, Hey, I want this added to my pull list. Right. I mean, I don't know what DC is going to do in terms of like catalog because previews is a diamond thing, but Mm -hmm. that's something that, um, you know, a lot of people will take the order form from previews and use that to, um, you know, yeah. Or add to their pull list and stuff. And I don't know. The issue that I see at my store is that it's, it's not as cataloged as a lot of other stores. My my store has no online presence, um, and I asked my the 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 guy who owns the store after you know everything started opening up, and I said, you know, after all this, and you saw how you know basically everything got shut down. Do you think that you'd uh, consider putting a you know an online presence or going going online? And he's like, I'd rather shut the store down. Yeah, I mean that's the problem with the industry. There's so many old school people that are set in their ways, and He's just, he's got, I mean, he's, well, he's got, he's got, a lot got of so much product. stuff. Yeah. Right. I mean, and it's just, it, it's tough to run a business, you know, like that anyway, when you don't know what you have really, mm-hmm. I mean, there's no good cataloging system, but then to the, the thought of having to change to a system where you do, that's mm-hmm. like, you know, overwhelming. So it is. It, it's a catch 22, I'm sure for a lot of stores. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um so DC has moved to this uh this system. Um like I had mentioned, 
they're they want to change the release date to mm-hmm. Tuesday. Um well that's a huge pain in the butt. <laughs> uh so you know, you've got books like, you know, everyone's been you know, is used to going in on Wednesdays. I know that my store, uh sure that they can they can sell books on on DC books on on Tuesdays now. They're allowed. Um but uh they don't. Yeah, mine's the no, same. Nothing way. goes live live until Wednesday. Yeah. So mine said they're not even going to consider it until things open up a bit more. Um it's just too much too fast. Yeah. I, I will say personally, um cuz I get I get a couple DC books digitally. I just subscribe to them on Comicsology. And then mm-hmm. I, I pick up some physically. I'm I'm just weird like that to mix them up. But I do like to see, like, right before we were recorded, I, re- recording, I got an email from Comixology saying, hey, your card's been billed. So I've got, I can't remember what it was, a new issue of Flash or Action Comics or something mm. that as of midnight it'll be in my account. Uh, yeah, Flash 756. So I'm crazy looking forward. You know, I, I do like getting that, you know, early comic because I get it on Tuesday instead of Wednesday. Will you read it tomorrow? I mean, oh, does yeah. it really make that much of a difference that you get it a day before? I mean, it's just usually I'll read it that day just because it's something new. And, okay. You know, what am I going to watch? New TV shows? I, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I, I look at all these, all these things and like, sure, pushing the, the, uh, the, the release date a day early. Sure. It makes you different. Right. right? But now you've got, you've got to segregate your, your release wall in your, you know, in the, uh, in the new comic book stores. Right. So my particular store has one wall for new comic books. Right. And it's not divided up into, uh, you know, uh, companies it's alphabetical order and it's about six shelves, maybe seven shelves. And it's packed Hmm. every week with just new stuff. Everybody in there, independence um to to the big two all the way up. And if DC wants them, their stuff separate on Tuesdays, I don't know how they're going to do it. Yeah. There's I don't see how they could actually do it. Well, I mean, it's just stores are going to just keep doing it on Wednesdays. Yeah, I think that's how you'd have if to. If anything, it. it gives them a little bit more time to, you know, open sort books, you know, Normally, they I think they probably got their books for Wednesday on Tuesday mm-hmm. or maybe Monday. I don't know. But, I mean, D.C. putting their books out on Tuesdays, got to get them an extra day to spread out the work. Yeah. But it's interesting how your store does it because mine has shelves, you know, on the three walls. You know, one wall is just windows. The three walls um, have shelves with all the books new um past few weeks and they just have like little you know new this week things that they put under Mm -hmm. the books so it's just alphabetical regardless of publisher Mm -hmm. you start on one side by a's and it goes all the way around and Hmm. um it's just interesting to see how they do books Hmm? you can find new books on one side of the wall on the then on the complete opposite side of the building you can but it makes you you know makes you go through the entire store so yeah uh, I I mean I get it. The yeah. one thing I just thought of though is that um if you got a 
kind of like this silent agreement between stores that we're just going to keep putting them out on Wednesday. Um, what happens with what, what will happen with DC books is that you'll have say a character come out like punchline that just came out and there'll be the select few people that get it on Tuesdays because they'll get it digitally and they'll say, Holy shit, we got a new character and they're badass. They're going to be huge. And you'll have stores that'll see the news because you have, you have very adept and, and learned uh, people in the business. You know, they're not all run by, you know, mom and pa that don't yeah. know what they're doing. They got a lot of really educated people running these comic book stores and they see that, you know, Hey, this book that uh, came out Tuesday is going through the roof. Uh, very popular. And now every issue that's not in a pull bag is now twice cover price. Right. When they release it, when they open the doors on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they know that it's huge and you, you, people are lining up outside to get it. But lo and behold, it's twice cover price because they know it's huge, right? Yeah, I, I really hope that that doesn't happen. I mean, I know there's going to be some unscrupulous people that do that, but I would hope that DC would nip that in the bud if it starts to happen because it's not fair for the majority of the customers it's not, but they're also this is the same story that's not releasing their their, their DC books on Tuesday like right. they've been asked to, right? Well, I mean so, that's just the earliest that they can sell it. I don't know. Right. I don't know. This is it. Seems I I understand from a business point of view. I understand that DC or Diamond was a problem, and that breaking up a monopoly is usually a very good thing. But this just seems to be really poor timing. Yeah. To do something like this. I mean, it's poor timing. It's also probably the best time they had because they had a clear excuse. Everything was shut down anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, When they started these two distributors, they didn't do their full load of books right away. They started with a smaller selection and mm-hmm. work the kinks out. Apparently, the new distributors actually pack things really well. And, you know, as you know, um, from the the book that we commissioned the cover for, Diamond doesn't pack their books very well. You know, we had so many books are, like, scuffed up. And um, mm-hmm. apparently these new distributors use a lot of bubble wrap and pack things really well. So it's... I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's crappy timing for sure. Uh, but if you're going to make a change, when are you going to do it? Yeah, I know. I just I'm I'm looking at it more as the, from the uh, from the the store perspective and seeing as it's you know you've got stores that are closing, you've got stores mm-hmm. that are barely making it by, and now you've got to have them make double payments to DC for their books. Um, yeah, I mean, it's that, just, that's, it's, real, that's the real problem with the whole thing. Mm-hmm. The customers will get by. I'm not. I'm not considering yeah. the customers in this at all. They'll figure it out. You know, whether they got to buy books on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, who gives a crap? They'll figure out a way to get their books, and everyone, every customer buying a DC book will will get a, will get their books. Um, 
the stores, that's another story. I think they're the ones getting the shaft in this. Mm-hmm. And really, and we're already at a, they're already at margins that are, you know, inconceivable to, to even imagine somebody trying to live off of. Yeah. And you would think that knowing this, because DC did donate a lot of money to um, like charities that are meant to help the comic book stores mm-hmm. that they would position this a little bit better financially for the comic book stores. And yeah. I know the stores also have such a big issue with these being run by uh, DCBS and Midtown where both of those are fairly national, maybe international brands with their online presence. Um, it So they, they're like worried, are, is our customer list going to our competitor? How, how separate are the, you know, is Lunar from Midtown? Um, you know, all of that, they, they need to be a lot more clear than they have been. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, so I don't know where we go from here. I mean, it's not, uh, it's not like it's, it's really going to affect the day-to-day lives of the customers, but, you know, do you think that they can maintain this? And if they fail, does Diamond accept them back? I mean, I think they do because, I mean, they got Batman. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I would think they wouldn't accept them back at the same discounts they were getting before. Right. But, I mean, they they obviously like money, so they would take them back. Yeah. I, I think um, one of the rumors I've been hearing – uh, because AT&T now owns Warner, which owns DC. Right. Um, is DC might be getting out of the floppy game in the next, I don't know how many years, but I've heard this as well. Um, apparently Dan DiDio, who you I, hated, I didn't, yeah, I didn't really like very much. Apparently he was one of the big proponents for keeping the floppies and stuff. So um have to give him respect there. And now that he's gone, uh, apparently there's no one there to stop it. So I don't know. I mean, we're seeing DC experiment more with the digital exclusives. Um, they're doing more with like the black label books are generally bigger than regular format. They're doing more with the Walmart books, which are, mm-hmm. it's a mix of like, um, I think like it's reprints and new it's reprints and then like an 11 page new story that goes over a few of the issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they've been pretty good. I, and you know, it's great exposure. You know, I, I complained on a recent um, alt mode about IDW like advertising to its own audience instead of expanding the audience, getting books into Walmart is at least trying something to help expand the greater comic book audience. So, mm-hmm. you know, I know comic book stores are not enthused about books going into Walmart, but I, I think it, it's a, a net plus for the industry if you can find the books in Walmart. I I strongly agree with that. I mean, as a collector, I would I you I remember seeing, and they always used to be either Archie or mm-hmm. or DC books, and. Well, I saw they some were Marvel ones at the newsstand when I was a kid. 
you well, get, when like, you're a kid, but this was I'm looking I'm thinking recently, like yeah. within the last 10 years, I saw them at Walmart and they were destroyed. Mm-hmm. But that's as a collector, I look at them and I think <coughs> excuse me. As a collector, I look at them and I think, damn, that's a, a good book, but they've just been mangled. But as a kid in a toy section, you're walking around and you think, that's a Batman comic, right? And I want that, and if right? Smart, as a kid, it's by the you want to pick that toys. up. <laughs> exactly, right? And when I was a kid, um, the first comic book I ever bought Right. The first one I ever got was given to me, but the first one I ever bought, I was in the grocery store and the magazine rack had comic books in it. And that's, you know, the rest is history kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the variety stores, they all had them. Right. I don't expect variety stores to carry comic books anymore because uh, it's it's too much. But getting them into Walmarts and well, and DC, some other places that are high, high visibility DC like that, did the um, that justice league kind of masters of the universe mashup they did they had a mm-hmm. a book for that in targets oh cool and you know it was about the same size as these um walmart like 100 page books yeah so i think more of that is good for the industry um you know why don't we see ads for comic books in front of marvel movies yeah that's ridiculous I think you're right. So I don't know. I, I I would like to see more more kids getting the ability to read comics. Mm-hmm. I uh, I constantly am giving neighborhood kids comics for like if they have a birthday or something like that. Yeah. Um. But it's you know I'm just trying to get them to read, but I don't. Uh, I I really wish that they they could they could still get them, and that's I mean it it does you know, kind of lean towards the decline of, you know, magazines and, and newsprint and all yeah. that kind of stuff. That's all kind of, you know, in the same kind of vein, but you know, stores like, like uh, the, my local comic book store. Um, I've never been to yours. I, I know that there's, there are a lot of them that are in malls and those um, the owner of, of my store likes to call those superhero convenience stores. <laughs> um, and they're, you know, you'll get the newest of the new that week's, maybe the week prior, and then there'll be some graphic novels, uh, a whole whack of pops, a few action figures, and maybe some board games and maybe some uh, like D&D miniatures or something like that. But that's about it. They're very, you know, very small and, and you really don't get a lot of stuff. Stores like mine can be intimidating to yeah. go to. They're yeah. massive. And there's a lot of stuff. And even for a kid going in, you just, they just, their eyes fall out of their heads and they want to look at, touch everything. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they don't know where to go. And you say, Hey, pick a book. Well, they're looking at 30,000, right. 50,000 books. And you say, pick one. Oh, I, I might be able to look at a hundred of them before we have to go, but you know, yeah. so it's intimidating. Yeah, you- so I get, Go ahead. You kind of described my store when you're describing it. Outside of, like, there aren't, like, board games and D&D stuff, but they have some, like, magic cards and the Transformers game. Um, But there's really, 
outside of like the last few, maybe the last couple months worth of books, there's no back issues in the store. Right. Um, but yeah. they have lots of um, lots of trades and graphic novels in the middle, and then like right by the register, the, the first shelf that you see are the like the weekly recommended picks by the staff. I think that's a good thing to have because yeah, you can cool. be intimidated just seeing all the books and just seeing like you know the ones that are recommended, and it's your your typical bestsellers so like Mm -hmm. batman 92 would be there that week and yeah so yeah i get it and it's 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 hard to uh to kind of like to have everybody every store have a huge back issue selection and i've i've gone to a lot of stores um i like to 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 mess in back issue bins and try and find you know old classic stuff that i i've been collecting for a while mm-hmm. but you know there's there's something to be said for these superhero convenience stores and their their lack of product i want to say they're very clean and mm-hmm. they're very tidy and they just really don't have a lot of stuff and you say hey More do like you have any yeah do you have any spider-man books and they say yeah yeah here and they show me a whole bunch of trades and maybe the first the la- the most recent book that came out and i said no what about you know something from the 90s or or something like that and he's like 90s we don't carry anything that old and i'm like what are you talking about first of all the 90s were the, like the most heavily produced time ever if any if you have any back issues of spider-man it should be from the 90s um so but it just it that kind of stuff drives me nuts. And he's mm-hmm. like, "Oh well, if you have any issues you really want, uh, give me the numbers and we'll submit them to our our uh, our warehouse yeah. and uh, we'll get back to you." And I'm like, "Dude, I'm in town for like an hour, you know. Yeah. I can't. I don't have time to wait. So, yeah, I get I get annoyed with that kind of stuff a lot. But I, you know, I get it that that's something that these stores have to do. And I don't know. I it kind of drives me nuts." Yeah, but again, I am one of those guys that's spoiled by having the store that I have. So right, and like the store that I came from, um, that we go to in Pittsburgh had tons of back issues and stuff. But you know, it, I can see how that's so intimidating for new, um, like new readers or just people that you know just got out of a Marvel movie and want to get more Spider Man or whatever. So it the industry as a whole needs to change a lot of little things i think cuz it it's not really a healthy industry at the moment no and there's just it's there's going to be a lot of pain over the next couple of years i think mhm so maybe dc is the one that's kind of ripping the bandaid off to start some of this change um you know, maybe it's because of their AT&T overlords or maybe it's because they genuinely see some of the issues and they want to start moving down the road towards making it a healthier ecosystem. But, you know, either way, it, it's going to be painful for the shops in particular over the next couple of years. Yeah, I worry about, you know, somebody starting the change or, or ripping a Band-Aid off. You, I worry like because you think like maybe it's that band-aid was holding everything together mm-hmm. and this this one block which was a big block 
was essentially keeping the entire building from falling over. Yeah. And sure, I'm mixing metaphors, but I don't care. You get my point. Um, it's just... I like having a comic book store to go to. I know. And I'm not a fan of digital. And I can't even imagine the backlash of if every DC book became digital. Oh, that, yeah. I mean, they don't want that PR. Yeah. But, I mean, and as much as I like digital, there is something about holding the, you know, paper comic in your hand. Particularly if it's a paper comic from, you know, before they had the shiny paper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I I don't see really, you know, where they go from here. It's just kind of, I, I think the next few months are going to have to play out. But it, it's interesting and, you know, I'm kind of surprised it happened. But, you know, knowing that Diamond was a monopoly that was kind of not really moving with the times like they should, I can see why they did it. And yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Yep. Well, uh, thanks for listening. Um, I guess, Daryl, before we go, do you want to plug your comic book store? Uh, I know they don't have an online presence, but, you know. <laughs> sure. You know, we, um, we talked a lot about our stores. Maybe we can give them a little. Yeah. Um, I go to Heroes Comics in London, Ontario. And they do have a website, um, but they uh, they try and be a little active on uh, on uh, Instagram and Twitter. They do have a Facebook page, and uh, if you are in the area, it's definitely worth checking out. Oh, it's an um, amazing store. Yeah, Jeremy came uh, came to uh, down one time. We were going to TFCon, and I said, "You got to check out this comic book store, dude." And uh, we went down and then hung out there for about an hour. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's worth the shot. I think. I don't know if it still holds the record, but uh, at uh, at one point, at least a few years ago, it was the biggest comic book store in Canada. So uh, it uh, it it definitely is one of those ones that uh, you need to check out if you're in the area. Cool, yeah. And my my store is uh, Westfield Comics in Madison. Uh, they had two locations, but shortly before the pandemic, not related to it, they shut down one of their locations. Uh, but um, they also have heavy online presence at westfieldcomics.com uh, online store where you can buy stuff and have it shipped. Um, so I, I've been very happy. Like one of the first things when we moved here, I was like, where's the comic book store? I'm like, oh, it's like five minutes from my house. That's great. <laughs> and That's perfect. You know, first week I was here, I was like, I got to go to the comic store. So it, it's been great. They do a lot of um, a lot of good stuff. So. I'm happy that they're doing well. But anyway, uh, thanks for listening to this extra. Um, let us know what you think about uh, DC's move and, you know, how is your comic book store doing in, you know, this mess? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we'll keep doing these every so often and, and update with how how we're seeing the industry. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening to this extra. Bye. Later.